Hola, soy Miguel Maltos González, coming back to you on Firme, Cuentos de Arte Podcast, from at least one. Yeah, this past weekend was really something else. I had the honor of being a part of um, an annual convening for people of color, black, indigenous people of color. And in this annual convening, we had talked about navigating through white spaces. We had talked about resources and funding. We had talked about healing and coming to terms with some of the struggles that, that we're experiencing as people of color across the country and how people are, are learning to to conquer those spaces in a way that actually provides home for people of color, provides good energy for them, and provides opportunity for them to grow and develop as people and, and culturally. So it was it was a really, really good weekend. One of the um, opportunities I had was to be a part of a indigenous people's affinity space. Um, we had multiple affinity spaces. We had LGBTQ affinity space. We had uh, artists with disabilities affinity space. Um, black affinity space. Latinx, Hispanic affinity space. Asian Pacific Islander, uh, Middle Eastern affinity space. So we, we had quite a bit going on towards the end of the, the day, each day. And that first day, there were, were quite a bit of people in the Latinx, Hispanic affinity space. And from what I understand, um, they discussed the X in Latinx quite a bit, and there were some people that I could see that were bouncing in and out of the indigenous affinity space, and those names that I could see pop up on the, the Zoom call and then leave, they were names that are similar to mine names with a, a Spanish heritage to them. And as I, as they would come back and, and forth, you know, I learned as, as one of them decided to stay in our space, I learned that they were bouncing between the indigenous and the Latinx space. And her explanation was that she doesn't know where to go. She is respecting the rules of if you don't identify as this community, we ask you to please leave. So, hence, if she doesn't personally identify being Latinx, should she be in that space? She feels more 
heritage, she said, but it's not indigenous in the way many people think of it here in the United States. People here indigenous, they think of a Native American, they think of a tribal affiliated person. Well, when it comes to people that are from Mexico, Central America, South America, they are also indigenous, but they don't have the same tribal registration that you would find here in the United States of America.
but there are more. And so it can get outrageously confusing. And I, I can connect with what this, this, this woman is saying. I, I really can. I, I feel for her. Yeah, she talks about being a brown person in a predominantly white space. You can't really hear Spanish out there because nobody's going to speak it. They've all become English speakers. They've all lost their language, she says. She says, you, you, you hear some Spanish, but it's broken. It's choppy, she said. It's like, almost like people are trying to speak Spanish amongst their community, but they don't even know the language themselves to, to express it properly.
pronounce our names, the way people don't respect and try to pronounce our names or ask, can you pronounce your name for me so that I can try to understand better? Yeah, there are very few people that I've come across that actually wish to know, how do, how do I pronounce your name? Could you show me, please? My son started uh, high school here just recently. He, um, we had, of course, a meeting with uh, the, his advisor. I mean, everybody did, apparently. And when we met with the advisor, you know, I, I want to say my, my wife and son were the first ones on the Zoom call that, you know, my wife introduced herself. And then, you know... Andres introduced himself, and I, I came in, I was the last one in the call to come in, and I introduced myself, and she says, okay, great, we're all here, awesome, you know, and she says, and she looked at my son, and she says, now, she says, forgive me for mispronouncing your name, but I need to learn this, it's important, can you pronounce your name for me so I can try like me, and, and she, she nodded, yes, would, would you please, and he just looked at her, and he's like, Andres, and then she said, would you say it again, please, and he just said, Andres, and she was like, okay, thank you, Andres, Andres, am I saying that right, is that correct, and he said, yeah, thank you. A smile came over his face for just a quick second, and I know it felt good for him to hear his name pronounced properly by somebody outside of our culture. I know it did. Never really talked much about that that moment, but you can tell he felt comfortable. He felt good. That feeling, that situation. That is what should be happening amongst the greater community. Instead of people telling you how your name is spelled, telling you how your name is pronounced, instead of telling, you should be asking. And be able to say, did I say that right? Did I make a mistake? Did I mispronounce something? You know, and be willing to say, correct me teach me because you know what no one knows everything no one knows everything do you know how many times a day I ask people how they pronounce their name I do I do and and people they look at me kind of like why are you asking me that and I'm like because I don't want to mess up your name, fool. It's your name. It's important. You know, I, I'd like to respect that. So, yeah. And, and through that, that's where I feel communities can connect. If we were to change our perspective of instead of telling somebody, we need to try asking them. And so, in this, this 
indigenous affinity space that we had where this woman told me she connected more with her indigenous heritage than with a Latinx heritage, that that sparked a question in me. And I asked her, after first I told her, thank you for being brave enough to express what you just did. I mean, that, that says a lot about how you care about yourself, how you respect others. And that's something I think we could all learn from and, and learn to live by. Thank you for sharing that in this manner. And you know, I, I shared that with her. And then I said, but I'd like to ask you, you know, as a question, because I want to learn, you know, how, how long have you been in the United States? Were you born in the United States? And then that's where she clarified that, yes, I was born here. My parents were born here. And my grandparents, they moved to the United States uh, from Mexico. And she went on to tell me that, um, that since her grandparents passed away, Spanish was just, it was just never heard anymore. Never. I mean, it just it didn't happen anymore. It didn't exist anymore. And that she, you know, said she feels embarrassed having to take a class to learn her own language. And that's where another person in the affinity space said, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong in taking a class in, in education to educate yourself about anything. That just shows you have an interest and, and a care to, to understand. Know, and, and she even said to her, you know, it don't don't feel bad that you're that you would even consider that. There's nothing wrong in that, and that um, just know that when you learn that, that Spanish language, it's unfortunately going to be from the colonized mindset. And she said exactly. That's why I don't want to learn it. Not that way. And so, you know, we had talked about maybe having a, a Spanish series of podcasts that, that goes into language, into learning language, into learning Spanish. And we had talked about a series like that. And so that, uh, that may become something. I, I don't know. Of course, it, I'd like to get some advice from each of you. I'd like to learn from you and see, you know, what you folks think. And, um, yeah, that could be really interesting. That could be really cool. So that was my weekend. Yeah, that was it right there. Connecting with people of color, growing, healing, learning, sharing, connecting with a bigger family across this country and around the world. I heard people from Bolivia speak Nahuatl. I heard people from El Salvador. People from, you know, a dirt-floored little house connected by their cell phone to have a conversation with us in Nahuatl about the importance of holding on to culture and sharing it with younger generations and that it's up to us to do that 
Yeah. So, it, again, it was it was a great experience. It's it's an annual experience. We're gonna have it again, and would love for you folks to join. I'm looking to have more affinity spaces and create something, perhaps on a routine basis. That would be good to have that as as a little a little family check <laughs> in a way. But, um, but yeah, send me some, some thoughts on that. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about that and like to learn from you too on what you think about, about how you self-identify, how you connect, where you feel you connect. And, um, yeah, so I look forward to, to speaking with you and sharing with you again because it's still happening. We're still going to be here. Yeah. So, and all this, I just think about my ancestry. I think about my family, my children, and the generations that are going to come after me and think, gosh, man, what am I doing to set them up for success? What am I doing to create culture for them? What am I going to do? So much, so much. But you know, it's, it's exciting. And I'm excited that that you're a part of this because we are one bigger family. We are one one bigger connected community and that's how we move forward. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bueno.